Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to FFS Another Brexit Podcast. We've had a little break, but we're back and we are better than ever. And just a little bit has happened whilst we've been away. Indeed. And I'm sure that as per usual, by the time we've recorded this and sent it out, <laughs> the entire <laughs> entire political landscape would have changed again. But we're here to do our best to keep everyone up to date. And excitingly, this week we have a really brilliant guest, YouTuber Hannah Witten. Hannah has almost 600,000 subscribers on YouTube, which is only just ahead of our podcast. That's a lie. And was recently named in the top 100 influencers by the Sunday Times. She is a published author uh, and a self-described Hufflepuff. Uh, Amanda, what... Uh, What's your house in uh, Harry Potter? <laughs> um, I am a Ravenclaw. I only found that out like last week or something. But And yourself, Ricardo? I'm a Gryffindor, mate. Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, do you not think I am? No, not at all. Well, what do you think I am? I oh, know. You think I'm a sliver and you just don't want to say it on yeah. the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's fine. We will move on swiftly from what was quite obvious, a slander on my character. Uh, she's going to be, uh, Hannah this is, not Amanda. She's going to be talking to us today as someone lucky enough to not be directly in the middle of politics about how it all looks from the outside. Definitely. And we're really, really excited to have her. I think we do need a bit of out of outside perspective sometimes. Richard Nio mm. and the rest of the team FFS are very much in the Brexit bubble or in the campus bubble. And sometimes it's quite nice to chuck a bit of something different in there. Indeed. What a week. I don't think that when we decided to do a section of the podcast called FFS What A Week, that it would be quite as out of control as this every single week. <laughs> and it does feel like saying FFS What A Week has just got more and more and more relevant. Yeah. And I mean, this week and the last couple of weeks has definitely not been an exception to that. It's been, I mean, yeah, it, it does feel <laughs> like it keeps spiraling even more wildly out of control, doesn't it? It does. But we'll come back to the chaos that is politics, because whilst all of that has been going on, FFS have, as usual, continued to calmly and collectively carry on being all over the place physically rather than politically. We've been in Edge Hill, Birmingham, Reading and East London, signing students up to the campaign, registering young people to vote and broadly spreading the word that whilst everybody else seems to have completely and utterly lost control, we're here and we think a referendum is probably a good thing to do. I quite agree. Uh, that's lucky. Uh, we should probably invest in a tour bus, I think, because we're traveling so much. And therefore, my question to you would be, if we were a band, an FFS, who would be what, what instrument? Oh, fun. I feel like I'd be the drums. Okay, right about that. I think Jason would be bass. 
Yeah. What would you be? Uh, I would be keyboard. <laughs> keytar. I'd be the keytar. Abby would be our lead singer. Izzy would... No, you're looking at me like... What's a keytar? Uh, it's... Well, I mean, it's it's a keyboard, like a guitar, where you hold it. Like, oh, right. For those who can obviously only listen rather than see, I'm, I'm now doing the the motion by which you do a keytar. Google it. It'll be fun. <laughs> Let's pivot back to uh, what we are meant to be talking about, which is Labour Party conference. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> One of the most ridiculous few days of my life. But <laughs> we were at Labour Party conference, which began with a slightly ludicrous botched attempt to get rid of Tom Watson. Obviously, that was just an <laughs> utterly ridiculous way to start a pre-general yeah. election conference. But high five to the people who thought they could do that one. Mm-hmm. And it finished with a Supreme Court ruling finding that the Prime Minister had acted unlawfully. So, a quiet one, I think we can all agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it definitely sounded like it. And, you know, speaking of the Supreme Court ruling, I mean, how amazing was that? Like, insofar yeah. in that, like, the highest court in the United Kingdom ruled that Boris Johnson lied to the Queen. I, I, I'm going to repeat that. Lied to the Queen, <laughs> all delivered through the medium of Lady Hale and her rather sensational spider brooch, which is obviously now sort of spawned about a million different <laughs> yeah. uh, parodies at this point. Yeah. All hail, Lady Hale. But, <laughs> I mean, it's just there's just so much going on and there's just so much like ridiculous thing after ridiculous thing. Mm. The fact that that even happened, that the highest court in the UK ruled that Boris Johnson had lied to the Queen. The fact that that happened midway through the official opposition's annual conference at the time of recording only just a week ago yeah it just feels like oh yeah that was tuesday <laughs> rather than like in any non-brexit world that would be the front page of every newspaper for approximately five years yeah i mean well, just like brexit news devours itself doesn't it because usually like think these things would run for in the past these things would run for days and weeks and months whereas like we just keep i mean there's obviously been about five different scandals with boris johnson both in his professional and personal life since then so mm. we're not even talking about yeah. really that anymore and we're on to like the other stuff so which is mad but i mean i mean we're at the point now where be it the uh, suspension of parliament or the through to whether or not they're going to stick by the ben act to extend article 50 like you know bojo could end up in in jail yeah and i mean it's like literally not off the table <laughs> considering you know next plot twist there's currently an investigation into his use of public funds yeah Whilst he was mayor of London. I actually literally can't keep up. Like that story slightly passed me by <laughs> until it was suddenly on the front pages. And I think I just had a quiet evening. So saw them on Twitter and was like, oh, okay, so that's the next thing we should all apparently be really concerned about. But I just have no brain capacity left. Yeah, there's only so much, isn't there? Yeah. It, it is Trumpian in its nature. Uh, and uh, speaking of Boris Johnson, we also have Conservative Party conference going on this week, which uh, has been... So just to give people an insight. So we write the script like a day before to stay... <laughs> up to date and just sort of like left a little gap to be like this has been interesting i'm sure interesting things will have happened but i mean there's been coffee cup gate right yeah uh, and at the time of recording an mp has just been i can't remember which mp it is but he's just been asked to leave the conference yeah because he tried to sneak somebody in without a pass his wife so it's jeffrey clifton brown right okay. and he tried the, the rumor is at time of this hasn't been confirmed <laughs> but that he tried to get his wife into the uh, international lounge which is kind of an exclusive part of conservative party conference and the bouncers were like she hasn't got the pass mm. and it appears to be that uh words were said and fists were thrown allegedly wild. allegedly <laughs> Uh, so yes so that's a thing that happened um, which also, is just terrifying say, as somebody who was refused a pass to Conservative Party conference like just if you don't have a pass don't go yeah like why it's got to be particularly after the last bad few years of conferences they've had with like P45s being handed to Prime Ministers mm. midway through speech 
as if the security is going to relax. <laughs> <laughs> like, are you kidding me? They're going to be like, correctly on the, on the edge of their seat. name a safer place in Britain right now. <laughs> oh. oh, goodness. Anyway, but we can't, we cannot talk about Conservative Party Conference without giving a proper shout out to longtime FFS activist, Amate Doku, who featured in an ad <laughs> by the Conservatives me. on their official Instagram which said get Brexit done <laughs> now Amate is actually quite well known within I would say the People's Vote campaign community mm. as being one of the very first leading like youth leaders to come out and say lol no this isn't what people voted for let's have a people's vote and let the people decide Yeah. anyway so he called the Conservatives out went low-key viral on Twitter they then had to apologise but I mean it is just ridiculous like He's not like a small figure when it comes to like political people who go to conferences. When the boy spoke at the launch event for the People's yeah. Vote campaign, <laughs> he spoke at one of the demos to hundreds of thousands of people. Like he's not, he's not, it's not like if they took a picture of me, do you know yeah. what I mean? Like they took like, <laughs> he's written articles. <laughs> but I mean, if we're going to give out a shout out to Amate, I feel like we also have to give a shout out to the intern, I'm assuming, who must yeah. have been in charge of choosing which picture to use and is probably in a lot of trouble and logged out of all conservative social media accounts right now. There, but for the grace of God, we're thinking of you, intern. <laughs> now it's time for Onwards, for fuck's sake. And I think a lot of people in the country quite want things to move onwards. But once again, FFS are going to be in students' unions, universities and colleges up and down the country, mobilising young people who want a people's vote. Yep. Uh, Rosie is in Reading University Students' Union tonight. We're in Middlesex tomorrow. We are in Furness College on Thursday. We are in Bath on Friday. We are all over the country. It's literally unbelievable. It's brilliant. That's what we set out to do and that's what we're doing. And sometimes mm-hmm. I don't think, sometimes we actually give FFS campaigners enough credit for quite how much they do. So shout out to you as well on this rainy Tuesday. <laughs> shout out to all of you. Yeah, I, know, um, I just thought I'd drop that one in there. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, obviously this is all sort of leading up to the main event, which is the People's Vote March on October the 19th, right? Yes, and it's going to be huge and I think I can kind of say it's going to be massive without putting any numbers by it because the last one exceeded all of my wildest dreams and expectations but if you haven't already please please do sign up and come along if you're on a campus miles and miles away from Houses of Parliament in London one you're very lucky and two (laughs) get in touch with your students union or try and get in touch with FFS to see if there is a coach coming from your campus please do come and join us it is pretty much now or never quite right and the final thing that's coming up in the near future that i wanted to give a shout out about was on saturday this humble little podcast will be sharing a stage with Mm -hmm. uh choppers uh as in christopher hope's uh brexit podcast with the fallen many podcast by our first ever guest uh ian dale who uh, co-hosts that and a number of other kind of the leading uh brexit podcast sophie ridges uh podcast as well on saturday at podcast live uh so if you are free on saturday we begin kind of in the late afternoon around 4 p.m amanda and uh, jason who's obviously the regular host uh rather than hearing my dulcet tones as well as a special guest yet to be announced will be taken to the stage which i'm quite excited about it should be fun it should be a good day yeah i think so and you know we, as well as getting to see us you'll get to see all of those other bloody brilliant podcasts as well so you basically yeah. get all of your favorite things in one day which why how could you complain but yeah so head to our social media if you fancy joining us for a day of podcasts delightful hey it's danny pellegrino from everything iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Today, we are so excited to have with us YouTuber, author, and all-round content guru, Hannah Witten. Hello. 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 Hi. Thanks for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me. <laughs> we are exceedingly excited to have you with us today. Uh, and I'm sure our listeners will be as well. Uh, so first of all, Hannah, uh, we have an award we usually ask our guests to give out, which is the FFS Award for oh, yeah. something uh, ridiculous done in the context of Brexit. So if you had to give an FFS Award to someone, who would it be and why? Okay. I don't know if this is ridiculous, but it was just um, a tweet that made me laugh. My friend Kezia Rose on Twitter tweeted and I know I don't know I don't think this video is hers but she just shared it it was the EU offering us another extension on article 50 at 11 p.m on October 30th and it's a clip of Davina McCall when she was yeah. hosting Big Brother just going do you want another one <laughs> <laughs> do you want another one and the crowd cheering <laughs> it's very funny oh it worries me that that might turn out to be like scarily accurate <laughs> you just imagine like Macron being like would you like another one and us being like please <laughs> Uh, we, I sort of believe that um, kind of extensions to Article 50 are just going to become a part of British public life in the similar way to like the, I don't know, like the Olympics or just like the like anything. like <laughs> Every into, six months. Yeah, no, yeah, literally, but, but we will forget why. So like in like 2,127, like there'll yeah. be a ceremony with which we extend Article 50 and no one will really remember why, but we just oh, will yeah. have to it'll do it. It'll be like a party and no one will know what like yeah. the origins of it are oh, or something. <laughs> <laughs> that's a really, I, no, that's a horrible idea. No, you're not a fan of that. No. <laughs> I'm looking for this whole thing to like find a nice resolution and then we can stay preferably, but at least stop continuously doing six month cycles of stress, arguing, <laughs> chaos, confusion, you know, repeat. Yeah, that's like my state of mind. <laughs> uh, so you'd be okay with this? <laughs> no, no, as in like that's my current state of mind because of the situation. No. I would I'd rather it stopped. <laughs> uh, to be fair, it's got like a fair, nice little neat little segue from quite a good FFS award. It's the first time... <laughs> I think somebody's friend has had a shout out as an FFS award. I think so. People normally go for like leading Tories. I don't know <laughs> so, who they are though. No, and that's, that's <laughs> fine. <laughs> I prefer it this I way know. to be honest when with you. When I was told to prepare one, I was like, I literally have no idea. And then like, yeah. I saw my friend tweet this. I was like, you. <laughs> <laughs> content, I content. like that. But, um, but so obviously Rich and I have made the mistake, some would say, of living, breathing, 
sleeping and basically just existing within inside the bubble of politics of Brexit. Someone has to. I, I, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I'm so glad but, it's uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, But to someone who has made the wise decision to not do that. Is it a wise decision? Have I made a decision or is it me not making any decisions? That means that I'm like this. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Uh, I'm not going to I'm going to flip that straight back around to be like, so have you made a decision or have you actively not made a decision? Slash what on earth does it look like? Uh, I mean, I, I think like if we could just stay, that would be great. If we could just like, like pretend the last three years never happened. Yeah. That would be amazing. I definitely think that I suffer from Brexit fatigue though. I yeah. think um, I'm just like, I don't care. <laughs> but I know I do care but mm. it's like it takes a lot to care I like, find it energy. so difficult when you all know you should we should all care about yeah. this yeah and it we you, you like if you ask anybody I feel like most people will be like yeah no it's dead important like I appreciate it's going to affect x many mm. years of my life and then you kind of ask them any question like what do you think and you just see the glaze come over their eyes yeah. and it's like no stay with me but I completely understand and and also I just don't feel like I understand most of it as well mm. so I'm just like well this is confusing yeah <laughs> I'm like great what is the backstop I've had it explained to me so many times but I still haven't got you know there's like the different levels of like um learning information yeah, yeah. and the final level of like true understanding is being able to teach it to someone else mm. yeah. I could not explain the backstop which means I've not quite reached enlightenment with understanding <laughs> what that is the um, enlightenment stage of understanding <laughs> yeah. the backstop I'm like nope couldn't couldn't teach it to someone else which means I don't understand it yet yeah <laughs> so, it, so this was actually going to be one of the questions I was going to ask you mm. so Obviously, you know, we're living through a really important and some would say quite exciting if they're weirdos, but quite exciting time I'm, in mm, British life. I'd say also I'm a history graduate, so yeah. I'm like, oh. I appreciate what this is going to be like for people in the future. Looking back on this moment, it's going to be great for them. <laughs> the, those <laughs> the dissertations are going to be, gonna be <laughs> like, think about it, like the equivalent in a hundred years time of Lin-Manuel Miranda is going to write like Brexit, the musical, like. Yeah. It's gonna happen. That's a really cool way. Unless it already exists. I don't think but I, I feel like it's see that <laughs> I find it too triggering. <laughs> but yeah, I, I feel like I don't know, if if you zoom out, it's exciting times, but if when you're in it, it's like oh yeah do you think that's like a wider thing that the sort of i'm going to call it the chaos just it, you, yeah. you find it like lots of people i speak to find it quite like alienating some of it's because of exactly what you just said like there's just so much stuff to get your head around mm. that actually you switch off do you feel like that's sort of more widely uh something that's held to be true that actually people are just seeing all of this all of the mess all of the madness all the time and instead of going oh this is something really important i should try and shape they're going actually I've got quite a lot of things going on in my <laughs> life and therefore I'm going to take a step back. I feel like because it's kind of been going on so long and been delayed and extended so many times mm. that like will happen. Like you might care so much at the beginning and then you're just like, I actually do need to get on with my life. Mm. <laughs> like I actually, in order to survive, I need to be focusing on some other things right now. But I don't know. I feel like it's a real mix. I think you've got people who are completely Brexit fatigued and then you've got other people who the confusion and the chaos and and everything is just fueling everyone more mm. yeah. and becoming more engaged and like more active. Mm. I think that's fair. I was, yeah, I also think there is something, particularly when we're on campuses, it feels like students go through like, waves if that makes sense so like mm. some days they'll be so angry and it tends to be more of like a uh personal thing so if like yeah. 
because yeah, imagine Johnson a lot of them something. couldn't vote in the referendum as well well particularly yeah. now it's like most i don't know so much about colleges but i know most university students won't have voted yeah which is actually when you think about that that is actually like slightly wild yeah. like yeah. really but it does feel like they kind of go through massive you know when something dramatic happens in the news it feels like a lot more of them will kind of be in touch with us and be like oh what's this what's going on and when it's just kind of not chaotic, but also therefore probably actually some progress is probably actually being made. <laughs> They're all like, nah, it's time for normal everyday life, mm. like mm. you said. But do you ever notice that in terms of like the people that you work with and like your audiences and stuff? Do you ever see people, if you happen to post about Brexit, yeah. getting super engaged it's, or not? It's definitely like the peaks and then the mm. nothing. But it, it it is usually like when something like outrageous happens. Like yeah. I think I've probably tweeted um, and posted bits around when Boris Johnson prorogued, although didn't technically prorogue Parliament. <laughs> yeah. um, like when that happened. But I, other than that, I think I, I because it's like, oh, maybe there'll be a general election. I was like gearing up my followers like, OK, everyone get ready. Yeah. <laughs> everyone register to vote. But nice. I feel like I only like post about that kind of stuff and like every every so often. Yeah. I just don't know what to say. No, I think yeah. that's fair. Well, so I was going to ask about this because, you know, you've got, uh, not to uh, be over fawning in this, but obviously you've got <laughs> hundreds of thousands of subscribers on YouTube, mm. you've got big audiences on uh, Twitter, massive following on kind of Instagram. Do you, what, what's the kind of, for someone like you, when, when there is stuff happening, and in particular, you know, knowing that you've done you've done work with Bite the Ballot, haven't mm. you? And like, you're obviously quite politically engaged in a way that I'd suggest quite a lot of influencers or uh, uh, people on social media sometimes shy away from. H how do you sort of quantify in your head when you engage with something or when you don't like do you self-censor at all do you think do you feel a responsibility to like being talking about these things or because obviously i imagine when you do post about mm. brexit you get quite a lot of shit basically right i'm assuming or is that am i off piece on that um so there's about four questions yeah so i i do feel that if you have a platform and if you've got lots of people who are listening to mm. you i i do feel like there is a responsibility there to talk about certain issues however I think part of that responsibility is knowing what to talk about and when to shut up <laughs> yeah um and so for me I feel like I'm best placed to talk about sex education gender feminism like those areas I've kind of carved out as like these are the things I'm passionate about these are the things that I know about mm. so I can talk about these but then with other stuff like it I think it's my responsibility to actually not say anything because like I don't know <laughs> and it might be more dangerous if I say things that might hurt other people or is misinformed um and so I'd rather kind of like retweet or share other people's voices that what other people are saying in the space rather than inserting myself into every single issue mm. do you find that with all topics as well as Brexit I feel like people treat Brexit differently to like a lot of other things, but maybe um, that might just be MPs or young people. But you, I do sometimes get the sense that people are like, I can't just have a slightly uninformed opinion on Brexit, but they would let themselves have an uninformed opinion on, you know, loads of other topics around life. That makes a lot of sense. I feel like the two issues that I'm quite uninformed on that I know that I should be more informed on, and that's like a process that I'm working through at the moment is mm. Brexit and climate change. Because I feel like yeah. everything, like is un, like everything at the moment that's happening, is like underlined by those two things, yeah, especially definitely. like in the, the UK for yeah, Brexit. Right. Um, 
and then I've got my little sex education niche, yeah. <laughs> which I'll keep fighting for yeah, and, yeah. and keep talking about. But yeah, I, I, I think it's important, but also, I don't know, I do, I do struggle to wrap my head around a lot of things. And I think in the world of politics, sometimes um, people feel embarrassed when they don't know things because there's constantly this like, um, like one-upmanship of debates and like proving someone is right and proving someone else is wrong. Um, and that, actually kind of like puts me off from talking about a lot of stuff online Mm. um so I like to kind of just shout about people registering to vote (laughs) (laughs) which is a pretty good starting point like to be fair but do you because I know obviously a lot of your like work and content is kind of focused towards like young women or that's Mm. who I think it is focused too, even if that's maybe not who you kind of niche aim yourself at. But do you think a lot of them actually feel the same pressure, even though they maybe don't have the same audience in terms of like not saying something ill-informed or just talking about subjects they feel like they 100% know about? I feel like it's a mix. I, f- I feel like my au- my audience are pretty like, I don't know, switched on. And, mm. and so often they're schooling me and like nice. ed- and educating <laughs> me on things. I'm like, guys, please help me. What's this? <laughs> um, <laughs> But I, I do kind of see that um, just generally on on the internet, like you've got people who will just tweet their thoughts like completely unfiltered. And then on the other end of the spectrum, you've got people who like won't say anything unless they are like 100% sure, it's yeah. like backed up by all of the peer-reviewed research. Yeah. Um, and I think like the best place is like somewhere in between those two because yeah. you want to be like having a dialogue and having conversations um and yeah i i don't know i i hope that the people who watch me feel like the the spaces that i've created online are a place that they can do that yeah i i don't know i always find this like a really mixed response but i do feel like a lot of and maybe it's just the way our current like politics is going but i do sometimes think a lot of young women feel like they just absolutely are getting more and more towards the opinion of they either can't say anything mm. unless they 100% back themselves, know it, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. Or they've actually maybe already made that conscious decision of this is my one topic and I'm going to throw myself into it and I'm going to actually just not comment on the other things because I'm so dedicated towards. Yeah. Maybe I made that really gendered. It might not be gendered at all. I d- yeah, I don't know I if that decide. is gendered, but I do, I, do, I do feel like there is a bit of this is going to be my topic like yeah. th- these are my issues that I'm going to to care about and actually I I kind of think that's fine mm-hmm. you know if you pick like your three things that are going to be your bits because not everyone can you can't yeah not everyone can care about everything yeah, I don't know yeah. you can't that, be an expert on everything yeah no. and and I think that's that's fine and yeah. you know if we've got people like working in different areas and like and campaigning for for different things like it will work out. And also if you're not passionate about something like you're, it's not going to have the impact. Yeah. Whereas like if you focus on the things that you are passionate about, you will make a significant impact there. Interesting. And if you have uh, sort of to wrap up as a final question from me, if you have any kind of advice either for any of your audience who might be listening in or for any people who listen to our podcast, who kind of might be, uh, interested kind of in that space that we talked about where mm. they're interested but don't necessarily know what to do or what to say if you had any advice as to 
how they would want to get more involved in either kind of I feel like I need this or... advice <laughs> <laughs> maybe not <laughs> you're doing good <laughs> I'm trying well I mean so obviously you've talked about like registering to vote you, mm-hmm. you, you, I've always one of the things I found really interesting when kind of reading about some of your stuff is how self-reflective you are about as you've articulated the journey that you've been on in terms of like learning about things and being open about that mm. um, is there anything else that you would offer as kind of advice within that space I guess I think one of the things that I've been doing a lot recently is questioning like almost every view that I have of like just oh, constantly being fun. like why like why do I think that is that something that I've just like raised and that was just like an idea that I've been given um by like my parents or my school or the society mm. that I live in or and, and the type of friends that I have or whatever um like where has that come from and like do I actually agree with that um or like is that information actually correct? And like, I don't know, just like, just constantly just asking why. I think if more people asked why, um, then I don't know, it, it, things would be maybe like a bit less us and them. Especially yeah. like if you're trying to have conversations with someone who does have a different view to you, mm. just like being like, okay, why? And then, oh, okay, that's interesting. All right, well, why that? And like really, I don't know, I think that would help. And mm. saying why to someone is not like the most aggressive thing Exactly. Sometimes it feels yeah. like if you say to someone, oh, like, why is that? You know, you can just see their shoulders tense and they're like, what are you doing? Questioning my view. <laughs> like, no, I actually just don't understand. Yeah. So. And I think that we should do that to our own views as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, how healthy. Well, uh, <laughs> thank you very much for that uh, incredibly self-reflective conversation. I found, <laughs> yeah. I found it very interesting. Thank it's you so good. much for coming on our Humble oh, Little Podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. That no, was an absolute delight. Uh, for the listeners uh, who obviously cannot see us but can uh, hear us, uh, Hannah is in her gym gear right now because you're off to... Uh, zumba, Zumba. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we really appreciate you taking the time in between uh, your healthy lifestyle. Oh, thank you. No, that's all right. All right. Well, thank you very much. So that's it. Make sure you join us next week when we'll be speaking to another very special guest about all the latest drama, plot twists and unexpected turns of the Brexit debate. And I'm absolutely sure, if I'm sure of anything, (laughs) there will be plenty of drama between this podcast and our next podcast. (laughs) Never a dull moment. So thank you so much for listening. Remember to tell your family and friends, (laughs) your course mates, your classmates, your random acquaintances, people on the tube or other forms of public transport, (laughs) or just share us on social media like a normal person. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.